Hey guys, how's it going? It's uh, Friday, July 23rd, 2021. Friday, July 23rd, 2021. I'm trying to get the date right every time, but sometimes I screw up and I realize that, but you know, I try. <laughs> PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, and I truly appreciate you coming today, next week. I, I appreciate you came last week. It's so nice of you. I will be calling out the FBI today, by the way. Uh, so tell your friends to uh, Google Political uh, Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, if you, and if you can, bring someone with you today or this weekend. Say, hey, check this guy out. He does call out the FBI because the FBI is really annoying. Uh, and I don't like it when they visit my house. Uh, tweet to me your questions or insights or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Uh, <clears throat> the, US, uh, the U.S. military drone strike in Somalia earlier this week is the first known bombing there since Biden took office. But guess what? It wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, three senators, including Bernie Sanders, feel the burn, Bernie Sanders of uh, Vermont, issued a statement late yesterday condemning the bombing. Uh, Bernie Sanders said in a joint statement with Senators Chris Murphy of Connecticut and Mike Lee, Republican of Utah, uh, we're troubled that no one in the administration sought the required legal authorization from Congress for Tuesday's drone strike in Somalia, especially with no American forces at risk, and apparently did not even check with our commander-in-chief. The Pentagon didn't even ask the president if they could do it. They just did it on their own. Are you kidding me? The drone strike in Somalia was carried out by the U.S. military's Afri Africa Command, Af uh, AFRICOM, um, which claimed in an emailed statement to media outlets that the strike targeted al-Shabaab militants who were purportedly attacking members of a U.S.-trained Somali commando force. The drone strike isn't the issue, obviously. Not informing the Senate or the president. That's the problem. <clears throat> While there were no U.S. forces with the Somali commando force as it, uh, you know, came allegedly came under attack Tuesday, Pentagon spokesman Cindy King j uh, justified the drone strike as a collective self-defense. Really? Where did that come from? Uh, it's a rationale that drew scrutiny from legal experts. According to Somali state media, the uh, latest uh, U.S. strike killed at least 20 al-Shabaab militants and wounded many more. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. What is happening with my voice? <clears throat> let's try again. <clears throat> uh Wow. Boy, I tell you, I don't know what's going on. Uh, this Kavanaugh thing uh, is beginning to really stink. <clears throat> I'm going to have to start over if I can't clear this. So, this Kavanaugh thing is really beginning to stink. And of course, Trump is in the uh, middle of it all. Uh, Kavanaugh was nominated to the court by, uh, by Trump and narrowly uh, confirmed by the GOP senators in October of 
2018. I'm actually going into the kitchen to get something uh, to drink here. Uh, Despite allegations of sexual assault, which Kavanaugh has denied, of course, a newly released letter to lawmakers from the FBI sheds light on, but also raises a lot of questions about how the Bureau handled its investigation of those allegations. Where was I? Where's my allegations? Uh, In August 2019, that's two years ago, by the way, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse from Rhode Island and Chris Coons from Delaware sent a letter asking FBI Director Christopher Wray to provide a full picture of the Bureau's 2018 background investigation of Kavanaugh. On June 30th, 2021, they finally received a response from the FBI Assistant Director, uh, uh, Jill C. Tyson. Uh, uh, Justice Kavanaugh's nomination was the first time the FBI FBI set up a tip line for a nominee undergoing Senate confirmation. It was established at the, the direction of the FBI's security division to centralize and manage incoming information related to the nomination. The FBI received 4,500 tips, including phone calls and electronic submissions. Uh, Security division section handling the supplemental uh, background investigations and the investigations provided all relevant tips to the office of White House Counsel because they were the requesting entity. Huh. <clears throat> That's me drinking. Not that kind of drinking. It's just uh, sparkling water. So, um, the uh, uh, senators, uh, Dick Durbin, Patrick Leahy, Richard Blumenthal, uh, Mazzy Hirono of Hawaii, uh, Cory Booker of New Jersey, all Democrats, revealed they sent Ray another letter Wednesday evening to request more information. The senators wrote, the admissions in your letter corroborate and explain numerous credible accounts by individuals and firms that they had uh, contacted the FBI with information highly relevant to allegations of sexual misconduct, misconduct by Justice Kavanaugh only to be ignored. <clears throat> Ain't that something? Um, uh, they went on to say, if the FBI was not authorized to or did not follow up on any of the tips that it received from the tip line, it is difficult to understand the point of having a tip line at all. That's what they said in the letter. The belief is that Trump cherry-picked stuff to be released. And that's where the problem lies. Lies. Boy, that's a word we hear a lot with Trump, isn't it? Okay, here I am. I'm back where uh, where I usually am. Moving on. The U.S. Deputy Secretary of State, Wendy Sherman, will travel to China this Sunday to meet with senior Chinese diplomats in the highest level visit since the U.S. climate envoy John Kerry's trip to Shanghai in April. And remember, they also met in uh, Alaska, right? Didn't Biden meet in Alaska? I think so. Uh, she will, and this is according to a Chinese statement, hold talks with Zi Fang, a vice minister in charge of bilateral relations, and meet with Wang Yi, Chinese state counselor and foreign minister. 
Uh, according to the U.S. State Department, Sherman will discuss areas where we have serious concerns with um, uh, uh, People's Republic of China actions, <clears throat> as well as areas where our interests align. I, well, I mean, okay, the, the concerns are the uh, um, the Strait of Taiwan, right? Uh, specifically, and uh, the South China Sea, of course. Uh, also, um, the Arctic. Those are our are, are concerns. Um, and uh, our interests are with uh, global climate change. China is a huge, huge contributor, and we need to do something about that. <clears throat> It said, these discussions are part of ongoing U.S. efforts to hold candid exchanges with PRC officials to advance U.S. interests and values and to responsibly manage the relationship. Uh, but a Chinese language statement published by a Chinese foreign ministry around the same time said that Beijing will make clear to the U.S. side about its principle and position of the development of Sino-U.S. relations that has to do with uh, stuff made in, 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 China, uh, in China, as well as its resolute attitude towards protecting the security of its sovereignty and development interests. Sovereignty meaning Taiwan, because they consider, consider it theirs. So this is going to, of course, Taiwan is going to be a huge sticking point. Uh, moving on. Uh, U.S. District uh, Judge Christine Baker, who was appointed by uh, former President uh, Obama, ruled Tuesday that a law signed by Governor Asa Hutchinson is categori categorically unconstitutional and would cause imminent irreparable harm to patients and doctors in Arkansas. The law was set up to go into effect on July 20, 28th and would have banned abortion care in all cases, including rape and incest, except to save the life of a pregnant woman in a medical emergency. <clears throat> Under the law, a medical provider who performed an abortion could have been liable for a $100,000 fine or sentenced up to 10 years in prison. Judges have temporarily blocked other anti-choice laws recently in other states, including Ohio, Texas, and Mississippi. Now, with Mississippi, the state of Mississippi filed a brief with the Supreme Court yesterday defending the state's ban on abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy and asking the court to overturn Roe v. Wade when it hears its arguments on the case in the fall, raising the stakes of what was already set to be the term's biggest reproductive rights case. In May, this is what really irks me. In May, the court not only announced it would hear the Mississippi case, but the majority seemed to be signal a willingness to revisit the basic framework of Roe v. Wade, uh, writing explicitly that they wanted to hear arguments on whether states should be allowed to ban abortion prior to the point of fetal viability, which occurs around 24 weeks of pregnancy. Now, the problem with this is when they first brought this case, they said they didn't want to visit Roe v. Wade. So the fact that the court is volunteering this is really freaking disturbing. Anyway, I mean, they changed their mind after the, uh, uh, that they wanted to revisit Roe v. Wade after they got the court to decide to visit it. 
If Mississippi wins, it will clear laws in 22 Republican states restricting abortion. This is really dangerous. Uh, The high court has not yet announced when it will hear arguments in the Mississippi cases, but a decision is expected next June or July, just months before the 2022 midterms in which both parties are, of course, expected to use uh, the abortion issue to turn out voters. And we're going to need to really turn out some voters because we're in a bad place right now, especially with... um, Uh, We just had the census and Republicans are redrawing lines all over the place, which is going to seal them in power for much longer than they should be, than than their population wants them to be. Moving on. Uh, The Delta variant uh, of COVID is killing a lot of unvaxxed people. Some on their deathbed are begging for the vaccine, but that's not how it works. You have to get the vaccine at least two weeks Uh, or or, uh, two weeks, maybe a a week or two before any possible infection. New figures from Johns Hopkins University at the CDC shows that the coronavirus cases have jumped by at least 55% across the U.S. over the past week and hospitalizations and deaths have been trending upwards in recent days. The, uh, The state of Florida, led by Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, of course, is recording nearly 6,500 new cases per day, far and away the most in the country. Of course, he led the country in ignoring the CDC, and that is what has caused most problems in Florida. Over the past two weeks, uh, by the way, finally, Republican governors are saying, oh, please get vaccinated. Even Republican governors are saying it now. They weren't saying it before. They were saying, oh, screw that. It's not important. Over the past two weeks, new coronavirus infections have nearly tripled nationwide as large clusters of the U.S. remain unvaccinated. Uh, And that's threatening the entire nation, of course. Uh, Every time somebody catches it, it it gives millions of chances uh, for it to uh, evolve into something way more deadly, to mutate. Roughly two-thirds of uh, U.S. counties have vax rates of less than 40%. I say let let the idiots die, but protect the immunocompromised. I mean, they need protection. According to federal health officials, 97% of recent coronavirus-related hospitalizations and 99% of deaths, over 99% of deaths, have been among the unvaccinated. Yes, people are saying, hey, I know someone who got vaccinated and they got it. So why get vaccinated? Because 99% of the deaths are those unvaccinated. That's why. Did you notice Did you notice those people that you say have got, caught it? Did you notice that they weren't in the hospital because they were able to tell you? By the way, uh, Rochelle uh, Walensky, the head of the CDC, made clear earlier this week that the ultra-contagious Delta variant now accounts for an estimated 83% of new infections in the U.S. It's gotten really bad. In the past, I've applauded Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern of uh, New Zealand on her handling of COVID, and I still applaud her. She does a, does a great job. She had begun to allow quarantine-free travel between Australia. The uh, quarantine-free trans-Tasman exchange, usually referred to as a travel bubble, Uh, kicked off between the two countries in April. Now that's been suspended. 
The news comes as Australia continues to grapple with COVID outbreak uh, uh, spreading through multiple states despite lockdowns. COVID-19 response minister Chris Hipkins said, given the high level of transmissibility of the Delta variant and the fact that there are now multiple community clusters, it is the right thing to do to keep COVID-19 out of New Zealand. So from uh, 11.59 p.m. Friday, uh, which is, uh, um, I guess that would be like 4 a.m. here, Australians will no longer be able to enter New Zealand quarantine-free for at least the next eight weeks. Roughly half of Australia's population, some 13 million people, is now under some form of lockdown as the country works to stem the spread of, of, of the Delta variant amid a uh, slow vaccination rollout. Australia recently um, halved its international arrival of rivals cap uh, as of uh, July 14th. Uh, about 3,000 people per week are permitted to fly into Australia, down from 6,000. Uh, according to the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, there are some 34,000 Australians who have identified themselves as being stuck in a foreign country and unable to come home. And I actually know a guy here in Los Angeles who's stuck here and he can't go home. He hasn't been able to for for like a year <laughs> because it's, it's way too expensive. First of all, a flight's like $10,000 because there's so few flights. It's like $10,000 to fly home. What no normal person can afford that amount. Uh, moving on. Despite flying to the edge of space, Amazon co-founder Jeff Bezos does not qualify for his astronaut wings after the FAA tightened its rules. Bezos and the crew of Blue Origin took off from their base at Van Horn, Texas at 9.12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday the 52nd anniversary of the moon landing. They ascended uh, for four minutes uh, before they fully, the fully autonomous New Shepard rocket booster separated, leaving them floating in zero gravity for about four minutes. Autonomous is the key word. It is the autonomous portion of the space flight that will see uh, Bezos, his brother Mark, Wally Funk, and Oliver uh, Damon miss out on their FAA-approved wings. In order to qualify, they have to make a contribution to the flight and to human spaceflight safety while traveling beyond the 50 miles mark defined as uh, space uh, by the FAA. It would be like you saying you've driven before just because you've been in a car, even though it was in the passenger seat. And I, I, I see how this is kind of nitpicky. Uh, and ask, being an astronaut is an active thing. It's not a passive thing is what they're saying. It is kind of nitpicky. But you know what? I don't think Jeff Bezos, Bezos uh, uh, um, deserves it anyway. However, Wally Funk does. And if they're not going to do it, they should put her up on the, uh, on the next um, mission to the space station, as far as I'm concerned. NASA's InSight lander, speaking of space, uh, went... Uh, to Mars in 2018 to learn about its interior by monitoring Mars quakes. Uh, We've learned, compared to Earth, Mars has a thicker crust, thinner mantle layer, and a bigger, less dense, and more liquid core than expected. That in turn suggests that Mars may have formed millions of years before our planet when the sun itself was still not fully formed. 
NASA will reveal more about its findings in a live event later today. Moving on, finally, the Cleveland Indians have officially changed their name. Uh, and I like it. They are now the Cleveland Guardians. And uh, the Washington Redskins are still known as the Washington football team. I, the Cleveland Guardians. I wonder what the, what their uh, uh, emblem is going to be. Is it going to be like a uh, like like some guy in a helmet? I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Sorry about my vo- uh, losing my voice early on there. I don't know what happened there. Um, I truly appreciate you coming every day. I really do. I can't tell you how much. Uh, Friday, July 23rd, 2021. Friday, July 23rd, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to to find me. Uh, Under 22 minutes today. That's not so bad. So tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show it right at the top of the search. And you can tweet to me questions or insights or fights. Come fight with me uh, at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.